0: Presents Vampire the Masquerade Hellfire Nights Good evening, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of the Bardic College presents Hellfire Nights. I'm Raz and I will be the storyteller for this evening and I'm joined by the beautiful and brilliant member of Clan Tremere uh, who is Kayla and she is playing uh, Christina Sumner and we are going to pick up where the group begins to split off. So the team for these next several episodes are going to be in various locations around London trying to find some resolution to the situation with Bartholomew, Primogen one of the council members of Clan Nosferatu, his disappearance. And coming out of the sewers, they the team went in looking for him, trying to get some more information. But unfortunately, they were set upon by another Nosferat and a very angry boar named Tallulah. So that's sort of where we're going to pick up tonight. But before we get started, how are you this evening, Kayla? How's everything?
1: Everything is going Well, thank you very much. Um, Christina, however, is still not okay with the whole boar incident that you plotted. So thank you for
0: that. (laughs) Yeah, Tulula, as I said in an episode, in case our listeners didn't catch up with that, um, that was actually a thing from Victorian England. They they had a report that there was a wild boar that had somehow found its way either along the River of the Thames or something and uh, made its way into the sewers and supposedly did some damage to a several sewer workers. So, so it's a little piece of history there if if uh, the rumors are to be believed and but yeah, so as you come out of the sewers that night you you know the dinghy is still waiting the, the rowboat that brought the five of you across <clears throat> to this particular opening at the you know in the the sewer ducks and uh James Anderson is lying dead uh one of your contacts one of your daytime keepers the people who help you you know move around and do your bidding while you slumber uh he's found dead with his neck snapped inside the boat what do you want to do what's what's the plan from here
1: um first of all james was a gift from her dear dear sire uh thomas so obviously she's a little upset about it if a- more annoyed than upset, really, actually. But she's like, gosh darn it, he was a good one. So she'd probably want <clears throat> to see clues as it, if the killer left anything. She doesn't think it's going to do much, but if not, she'll like take something off of James, like a personal object. Or maybe a little blood. Because she would want to do some ritual stuff to see what was going on.
0: Sure. So Dr. Jackal jumps in the boat and he's, you know... <laughs> Oh, my God, this is uh, most uh, most disconcerting. I'm I'm I'm, I'm shocked, but um, we, we must make haste. Uh, or poor Ashenbrenner's going to jump into the Thames. Uh, Miss Christina, please, sit down. Ladies, get into the boat. So he starts paddling, because uh, he's got to get everybody back to the dock so they can disembark properly and make their way across town. And Ashenbrenner is just, uh, you know Ashenbrenner, he's just, fuck, go, fuck, pull faster! And, uh... Evelyn and Simona are definitely wondering you know what's caused such a commotion so fast around London. you know these events have stacked, and their timing just seems to be clicking like very rapidly, very quickly this This has all started to unravel. Do you want to try to stealthily take something from him or since he belongs to you and the family, the clan you belong to, do you just feel that it's your right? you can do whatever you want? How do you want to play this part
1: in her mind. Because he was literally her ghoul to begin with, she can do whatever the heck she wants. And if they've got a problem with her magic stuff, they can they can take it up with their primogen. But at this point, she's not stealthily searching the body. Like, I need to find something that I can use for magic or just clues as to why he died.
0: Okay, so one of the things that you had given to James several years ago was a pocket watch to make sure that he was always exactly on time for your needs. This was just something that is very standard for a man to have. Uh, It's something that they prize. Usually it's a piece of, it's a fine piece of jewelry. It's, it's a piece of status. And the one that you had given him had been engraved um, with just some simple words from you, probably in Latin or whatever, but yeah, the pocket watch is still there. He, matter of fact, as you reach your hand inside uh, the vest to, Unbutton the watch from where it dangles, you also recognize that his wallet is still intact, so he was not mugged or robbed uh by anyone along the you know the the small piece of land that sort of butts up to the sewer and and the reason you can't walk here is because as the tides rise in and out, that small little outcropping of of, of ground goes away uh and they knew that you would come at a low tide, but within a few hours it would have risen up, and you would have been literally. Up to your chins or higher in water, so the boat was here waiting. Uh, but yeah, there's no sign of a, a robbery. This appears to be a clean break. Someone with some, you know, some decent strength had to do this. James isn't a small guy, uh, but you get the wallet and you get his his uh, actual watch. Is there something else, or did you still want to try to do the blood just in case?
1: Yeah, just in case. She's all about collecting enough components so she never has to revisit a shop or a place
0: if that makes any sense. Absolutely. So you reach um, to where you have in in your voluminous skirt there's a small opening by your hip which um, the way the crinoline and the fabric falls you can't even tell it's there but your hand instinctively slips in and you pull out a dagger. The blade is about six and a half inches long but it's topped with a skeleton and it sits on a very ornate sheath. That ties to the top of your leg, and you pull it out, and you go ahead and you cut him, and you have to. He's been dead for about 35 40 minutes, so while the blood hasn't fully congealed, it is, it's not flowing like it's already starting to. Body's beginning to cool. It's a you know it's an evening on the water, so you have to you know you push some of the blood out of the 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 wound you've made on his arm and by his wrist, and you're able to collect that in something that you have in your purse or on a a piece of fabric or something, a, a handkerchief. Uh, and that should be more than enough for anything you need to do. So Dr. Jackal continues to, uh, he's just going on. I've never seen a, a, a ball that big. I mean, uh, and Brenna, we, we have to make more inquiries about this, my good man. I mean, someone could get killed down there. And he's, you know, he's pulling and pulling. And he finally gets up to the, the docks where you had disembarked, you know, a couple hundred yards away from this, this larger opening to the sewer that, where you had entered and Ashenbrenner is just onto the wood. You hear his feet hit and he is gone. I mean, he's already trying to move, but Simona again stops him. Evelyn jumps to her, you know, runs over to towards her carriage. Dr. Jackal says, I'm Simona, you just, I don't like you walking around this time of evening. Please, if you allow me to, uh, let's just get a hansom together girl. And, and perhaps we can, you know, make our way there safely and in at least some comfort. So they go off and they start moving, and miraculously, you're kind of alone. Everybody had nodded to you, said, you know, I'll be back, we'll be in touch, but nobody actually stood there and waited for you to disembark. Like, they were moving with with haste. They feel threatened, but you don't seem to have that feeling yet because nothing's pointed at your family or, or at yourself to be in any kind of open danger. So how do you want to try to get back to the Chantry, or are you heading somewhere else to perform this Whatever it is you're going to do with the remnants of uh, his possessions.
1: You see, if I went back to the Chantry, I could have, like, another Tremere help me with the spells work, because we all know each other. We all like each other for the most part, right? And they'd be able to offer
0: their assistance. Absolutely. But a seance is well within your, your level of skill. You have no problem. I mean, that's... That's basic, medium-type, simple magic to reach through the veil and talk to the dead. You would you would be able to do that in your sleep. Okay,
1: then I would definitely try to find a private spot in our borders, basically, of London that I know to have, like, high uh, spiritual energy and connection to the veil of, like, the spirit world and such. So maybe, like... I'm thinking church, but that's not good. That's not a possibly good option at this time of night or whatever. But
0: you don't want to be in the chantry for what reason?
1: Personally, I want to find out the answers before giving the report. Like, oh, one of my goals just died. I don't know why yet. I want to have all the answers
0: before going back home. Okay, any cemetery would do. Um, a church, a church itself, any place where the dead may congregate. Um, a basement of a hospital or near a hospital would be fine. You're looking to, you could in fact stay here and row the boat yourself, if you so were inclined, back to where he was killed and perform the ritual right on the open water, um, which would probably get you the closest, I mean, his spirit hasn't been gone long, so if he's obtainable, that may actually be your best bet. Okay,
1: and would there be like an adverse effect of me doing this sort of thing on the water, because... I don't know if you thought about this, but, like, the River of Sticks metaphor is like, is is it going to have an effect on my magic, or is it going to, like, help ease things along?
0: No, the 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 Thames uh, traditionally, bodies of water, sure, in in certain mythologies were a crossing over point, Uh, but for you, again, with your skill and power level, to reach out to him in the boat where he was murdered is still much more powerful than any, you know, barrier of water that that may or may not be in the way of the ritual. No, the the hardest part's going to be just maintaining your focus with the boat sloshing around and stuff like that. But again, you're you're a heavy practitioner. You this should be a a simple role for you.
1: Then she would definitely get back in the boat. Like basically, when everybody left, she would have gotten out nodded her head as they said their goodbyes and walked away. And once she was alone, she'd make sure that they were completely gone and go back in the boat to do what she was going to do. And, like, she may or may not tell them that she did this, but for now she'd want to keep up the idea that she went home
0: rather than went back out to look for her dead ghoul's spirit. No problem. Okay, so everyone, you start to walk the planks. They, they look over their shoulder. The cabs come. Christina... um I'm sorry, Evelyn jumps into her you know private coach, and he speeds away. ashenbrenner has already been dust moving is you know just a dust cloud as he began to exert his skills and his disciplines to make his speed you know much better, so he moved from shadow to shadow. he's heading home. The other two ride away in a in a in a cab they were able to summon. You now know you're alone. there's an old sailor standing on the docks not too far away, with a pipe smoking, kind of looking out uh, over the river and, you know, checking some of the larger uh, uh, boats and, you know, the flat bottom boats and stuff that pull across, you know, the River of the Thames and up and down it, doing simple work. But he's not paying any attention to you, really. Uh, So you could make your way back to the boat pretty much unseen. Alright,
1: she gets in, she has all of her components in her pocket, and Did they dump the body, or is the body still in there with me?
0: Oh, no, 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 no. That would have been entirely up to you. The body is in the boat.
1: All right, then, body with me makes things a little easier, I assume. So she starts going out and to get as close to where the entrance to the Nosferatu Haven is. That way she can do the spell properly with the strongest connection to where he
0: died. You're a Londoner. I mean, you've been raised in England for quite some time so being on a boat at some point would have been well known to you i mean the english you know the english know their water and and how to row so you're able to fairly quickly get the the idea of the of the sweeps down and and the oars and you you begin pulling in proper unison uh and you make your way back there in about another 10 15 minutes and now you're sitting the water is higher and now if you try to get into the sewer system itself it's already if you had walked in now to try to get to Bartholomew, the lair, it would have been up to your knees and and rising. So the water's definitely on the way up. So that's not a problem. It's just trying to show the the lapse of time. James's body is slumped down in the in the rowboat itself back, you know, kind of pushed to the back, and you have his possessions. So go ahead and tell me what you want to do to try to focus him and how would you go about in your creative way, how would you describe what you're trying to do and what would you want him to say? To bring him back over.
1: Well the first thing I would definitely do is. Like make sure his eyes are shut. Give him a respectful like. Moment to be dead. And she'd have a moment to herself saying. I'm so sorry this has happened to you. But I will find out the truth. And either on the floor of the boat. Or if like there's a seat. Obviously there would be like a seat because it's a rowboat. That's like flat enough. She'd lay out each object. With like couple inches in between them from the blood to the pocket watch to his wallet. And she would start writing r- runes that she knows deals with spiritual energy and con- connection and communication in like, I'm assuming she'd have like either chalk or like a knife to carve it into the boat. Like, I think maybe, and like you said, I had a knife, so she'd probably like try to carve it specifically into the boat.
0: Okay. So she's going to take the, the seat, the, um, the wooden beam that sits across where you can put yourself to, to row or sit as a passenger. She's going to carve the runes she needs between the objects into the wood itself.
1: Yes, because putting that those words of power specifically into the object of where he passed on would, in her mind, make it that much of a stronger calling to the spirit if he wishes
0: to speak. No, absolutely. Uh, okay, so that probably takes you about tw- 15, 20 minutes to articulate the the sigils properly. You know, this is a ritual. This takes concentration. It takes time. Off in the distance, you, you know, you, you hear the fog horns going off. It's London. Fog is incredibly common, especially coming off the water as the, the cooler air and, the, you know, from the night and the, the the temperatures of the water and everything, it starts to create. And you hear it go off again and you look around and there is a light off of someone of uh, some boat or working people on the dock or definitely searching somewhere for whatever but again far enough away it means nothing to you uh but you get these sigils these uh um, wounds carved into the you know the, the sitting area uh the beam or plank that james was on when he died and you put out the three items and you automatically start to feel your, you know, your skin start to tingle, your blood start to run. It's again in your imagination, but you feel the warmth of the power starting to course through you. What do you say?
1: I say in Latin, actually, as like close in Latin as I can. Spirits of the other world, I need to speak with the man before me, for he has been unjustly killed in my service. I must avenge him. Please, if you know of where he is or have an image of his killer, speak to me now. Send me a sign.
0: Okay, so you, you definitely feel, you feel the, the boat moving and slowly just left to right. Uh, you say these words. You call out to the spirits. You make a general plea. But you're not feeling anything from that. You've laid out specific items of a specific person. This may require a more personal and direct summons of the of the per, you know of the actual person you're trying to speak to, and not a general, overall. Hey, who knows what happened here? So while you you feel the boat churn a little bit, and it kind of it starts to smooth in a slow, almost you feel like it's going to make a full revolution, like a circle. You're not getting enough channeling where you are currently from a multitude of spirits. The plea is heard, but it's not being responded to. Not the way you've laid out this ritual with these items.
1: So, the next thing she would try to do is, after the general call and, like, her... She doesn't see this as, like, a failed thing just yet. She's, like, she's getting an idea that they're there and people are listening, so... Mm -hmm. Now she's going to specifically be like, James, I am so sorry for what has happened, but I need you to help me one last time. I need to know who did this to you. She would give like a short explanation of things are happening in London that we need to know about, that Tremere need to know about. If you truly wish to be, wish to find justice and peace in your afterlife,
0: speak. So. The boat stops moving in this slow, circular, just spin in place, like a compass um, a compass needle gently making the revolution. It stops and it starts to roll the other way and it's moving a little bit quicker. You can actually get the, you get the sensation there's definitely um, you're pivoting in place on the water, even though the sloshing from the current seems to be left to right you're making revolution and about 10, 15 seconds go by and the revolution is one and it begins to happen again. You, you feel your hair start to uh, sort of get charged with energy and, and you you know, your hands are on the sides of the boat, keeping your balance. It's not that it's, it's overly, you know, crazy the motion, but there's definitely, you know, it's definitely an odd sensation and from the back from the boat on the on the on the floor of the rowboat where he's been crumpled over you hear a a tap one one noise one note
1: uh i say does this mean you'll speak with me all right i'm assuming that the tap means yes so I'm guessing I can only ask him yes or no questions, if this is the way that he's communicating. Mm.
0: For now, you're getting the sense that that's all he can do, but there may be something else you could do to invigorate power, to provide more energy.
1: Can I do, my, can I do an occult
0: role to see if like, anything comes to me? Sure, give me occult and wits.
1: That's a good pool. Wow. I I got really good. No
0: ones. No critical fails. Great. So what you immediately recognize you need to do to maybe give him more power than just simple striking or off chance noises for interpretation. If you go ahead and spend two blood points, you can take enough blood from your own wrist if you bite into it to smear it all over his face and his neck to empower that part of his body and then down so you take your hand and you rub it in your own vitae and you come it across his face to his lips and down onto where his heart would have been and you just you've done seances before but you've had more people helping you channel the spirits but this one you know it's going to take a little bit more oomph but you do it and his eyes pop open
1: I go, James, I'm making sure that it's his spirit because possession is a thing. So
0: oh, absolutely. Oh, I wanna absolutely.
1: I make sure it's like, James, are you okay? Or uh, is that you? I would say not, are you okay? That's a stupid question.
0: <laughs> would you use his full name?
1: Uh, yes. And his, I'm assuming he's like Protestant. He wouldn't have a confirmation name if he was Protestant. No, right?
0: but his full name would be, a, should be enough.
1: All right. So James Malcolm Anderson Is that you? Yes. Who did this to you? Who killed you? Did you see them? M. M? What does that mean? M. Is that... Is that the first letter of his name? Or...
0: Seen once. Seen only once. Goes... by M
1: what is what does he look like did you see his face any distinctive features she she
0: she is m
1: I have a feeling that this is all I'm gonna get out of him so I say I am truly sorry and you will your death will not be in vain
0: His body shudders um his eyes his eyeballs what's you know they're already starting to get that cloudy image to them but they roll up into his head uh his hand even though you didn't empower his arms his left hand reaches up to the edge of the boat and it's almost as if he's trying to help himself sit up like he thinks he's still supposed to be moving uh still supposed to be rowing the boat he wants to get up but his body is so heavy now yeah uh, the muscles aren't re- reacting properly in his in his torso, and his shoulders aren't pulling, but his hand is just grasping onto the edge of the boat, as if he feels there's still service to be done.
1: Uh, she would go, easy, my friend. You deserve peace. I don't, like, I guess the way to describe it would be, like, a gentle, nurturing hand on the shoulder, like, easy, like, on the arm that was trying to move. It's, like, easy. It's fine.
0: Okay, so you give him some indication that his service is done, that his time is done, Yes, his arm relaxes, uh his eyes start to close, and one more time he just says "M and he expires his final moment uh he's his spirit has left his body, he's gone. The boat stops making that circle now the waves start just start pushing again uh the small the current along the thames is just pushing the boat sort of lapping it left and right you bump into the the where the sewer grate opening would be almost an hour has gone by uh time slowed tremendously from the moment the ritual was cast it was very long pauses in between his answers but the water has risen now to where the opening is more than half covered but you're still safe the boat is you know gone up in el- you know in in elevation as well so yeah, the the only words he said was, she is M. Now, most, there are people around London who, now that you know it's a female, and the word M. So I'm going to give you uh, a bureaucracy, if you have it, an intelligence role.
1: I don't see
0: bureaucracy. Bureaucracy see. is under knowledge?
1: Yeah, no, I have politics.
0: Mm, politics. All right. Uh, what's your politics rating? Two. All right. I'll give you one out of there, and your intelligence. So that's
1: five. Ooh. Okay. Uh, three out of five. No critical
0: pass. You know, it, it dawns on you after you come out, and the boat stops spinning, and these things have you know the 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 boat's now rocking in the normal motion, and he's now crumpled in the back of the boat, fully expired, and the the magic has sort of subsided. It It's pulled back away from you. Uh, the veil has reinforced itself. The Greylands have gone further away, back just out of reach as they normally are throughout the nights in London. There is a, a, a vampire that comes to mind, a woman of about five foot three. Uh, she is known simply around London as M. And it you you begin to get a vision of her face. She has jet black hair, uh, fairly pretty, but she is smaller. Uh, but she definitely has a reputation of being a little bit on the tough side, a little bit more of a tomboy. Uh, even when you try to put her and dress her up, she's more like a Pygmalion uh, before, you know, she's brought to society. And you then remember she is from Clan Rujat.
1: Great. The Bruges. Love
0: the Bruges, don't we? We No one likes Tremers. (laughs) We love them now.
1: We love them.
0: (coughs) Your anger flares because this is an absolute breaking of the traditions. No one is supposed to touch another person's servant. No one is supposed to break that rule. And yet this woman came out of nowhere. And killed him. You know, now you look around. Could there have been an approach by another boat? Perhaps. That's definitely possible. Someone could have rowed her up and she could have leapt across. Um, from the shore, yeah, there is a shoreline. But from the top of the sewer, from the opening of the sewer, even with the water risen as high as it is, it would be a good 12 to 15 foot jump down. To try to reach the boat. And this is with the water at least five feet higher. So you're looking at a 20-feet jump, you know, into a rowboat. Possible as a vampire? Sure. But she found James alone, and she was either had a quarrel with him, which you find that hard to believe, or had been stalking, tracking. You no one knows right now, but it has definitely got you. The more you think about this the angrier it's making you feel. Like, this is a breach of everything. All the- you know, it's a tradition. You just don't touch other people's property.
1: Yeah, and... This is- this cannot stand. This will not stand. So, she'd immediately start to make her way back to shore and rush back home to the chantry. But she'd keep all the items and... I guess she tried to hide the body until she could safely stow it away. Because she, like, she can't carry it because she's not very strong.
0: Well, vampires can raise their strength. I mean, you could put blood points into your strength and become very strong for a short period of time. But more than that, do you want to go back to the dock with a body in your boat? Or what are you going to do with them? I mean, here you're on water. His neck was broke. Here, if you, I mean... If you're not planning on trying to communicate with him again, which, you know, you now have possessions of his anyway, you could do it any you could reach him in other ways. You don't need his physical body, but the physical form to you is probably worthless um, unless you're using it for evidence. Then disposing of it on the river might make the most sense. If you need it as evidence, you're going to have to figure out another way to do this.
1: Again, unfortunately, despite Christina's power and her years as a Tremere apprentice, she can't make accusations like this without proof. And because she decided to do this without witnesses from her clan, she's going to need, like, this is the body, here's the stuff, we can still call him to call, like to bring proof, and like, once she gives the news that it was M, then all hell should break loose for them, for the Bruges, but she would definitely need it as proof of her claims, because it's like, oh, I didn't kill anybody, where's the body? No body, no crime.
0: Okay, so you're on the river, um, <clears throat> it's 11, uh, on the same evening that you went into the sewer to speak to Bartholomew. James is in the rowboat. You can paddle outside this. You can go lower than the city. You can pull the boat for quite a while along the river close to the shore and then make your way off at some point and try to, you know, reach the clan to have them come get to you. Uh, There's plenty of ways you might want to do this. And again, is it... Rowing downriver is going to probably take you about an hour or two, but it can be done. And if you're seen you know you could put on James's jacket you could have your hair tucked under your your collar you could make yourself look masculine enough where nobody would be like yeah there was a woman rowing on the river you know in, in a black dress going south you could you could hide yourself enough to make it that you could get south of london and then figure out what you wanted to do with the remains if that's what you want to do if you want to stay closer to the city then you would just pick another dock somewhere that looked fairly quiet and just drag him off there. What would be your preference? Preference would be um get him outside the city so there would be less people to possibly witness her getting the body off of a boat. I guess. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you go ahead and you uh you take James's jacket, you put it over your own, you know, your own the top of your dress, you hunker yourself down in the middle of the boat, you take your small you know, whatever lady's hat you may have had on, that comes off make yourself, you know, that made you look a little bit bigger, a little bit more like a guy. And you you roll for a while. You definitely stay close to the shore and away from, you know, anybody that may be passing. You try to stay as low profile as possible. And you're fairly okay doing that. I mean, it's, it's not a problem. Within about two, two and a half hours, you're finally on the outskirts. So a little after 1 a.m., you finally hit the outskirts of London. And now you're coming along the Thames where it's just, You You pull the boat off to the the side of the shore so that you're no more than maybe a mile outside of, of the city, and you pull him into the reeds and the bushes. Now, you can leave him there and make your way back and send someone to collect him, or if you don't feel safe doing that, you can reach into your purse, pull out your mirror, and do the ritual so that you can communicate with the Tremere and the Chantry. And then they would come collect you both. I will do the latter option okay, so you stare into the mirror for a few moments and suddenly the mirror gets um a, a misty glaze to it. It doesn't look to reflect like it did. uh It's almost as if someone had breathed you know had put hot steam um or condensation had collected on the glass, and you hear more than see. there's an image in the back, but you hear. Who calls to us.
1: I give them my full name, and I say... It is Christina Sumner of Clan Shremere, apprentice to Thomas de Pazzano. I am reporting a crime. Are you hurt? I am well, but my ghoul has been murdered by... one not of our clan.
0: It is Nathan, lady. I can collect you, just... Tell me how to find you. Where are you?
1: Give them the description of where I am, and I sold them. I have the body, and I have objects to prove that, to prove my claims.
0: I will send a carriage immediately, and I will be there as well. Stay safe, and we will be there to you shortly.
1: I say thank you in our Latin...
0: That's whatever, yeah. You just say, you thank him, that's fine. Um, Yeah, all Tremere speak some form of archaic Latin. He, you know, the mirror immediately dries. Uh, The condensation, whatever it was, whatever forms from the glass or bleeds through the glass uh, to create the sound and the imagery to another location where one of the Tremere are are present. There's always a, a younger member of the family standing in front of the mirror's Guarding, They do one night out of seven. You've done this task when you were first embraced for a while. Everybody takes turns trying to just make sure that should the family ever run into a problem, they can hear each other. Uh, But within about an hour, uh, you are, you know, a a funerary coach uh, carriage sort of pulls up only two lamps lit the back, you know, long and the the windows with blackened curtains. It's now like little after two thirty in the morning. Uh, he brought this just in case you wanted to do go beyond the chantry or do something he wanted you to have a safe place to to birth so he helps you load the body in you jump in the back as well and he says where would shall i take you lady
1: to to the chantry i need to see my i need to see my father and the other members of our clan to discuss this heinous heinous act against us
0: of course Please, I will shut the door now and I will have you there in less than an hour, lady. So he shuts the back of the, of the carriage. This, remember, this carriage doesn't have normal seats. It's a slide in the back, right? The, the, the two doors open from the back where normally they would slide boxes in and out. You just push, you know, You he helps you up. Nathan's in his 40s. He's an astute-looking gentleman. Uh, glasses that he sits pretty far down on his nose younger than you in experience age he's a you know he's only recently been embraced like 30 35 years ago you have far more standing in the camarilla however due to your father's meddling those who are in the know recognize your ability but because of your father keeping you repressed for these years you don't his standing and your standing are barely better than each other so He's giving you the respect because he knows how much older you are in chronological years. But yeah, there's some bullshit going on there, as you know, from your background. The carriage, the driver, you know, forces the horses on. He doesn't overly press them. He's not trying to go too fast because a funerary coach this late at night is probably picking up from a morgue, which is odd. It would normally be done during the day. However, there were house funerals. There were people laid out inside of homes and things. So there could have been an emergency. There could have been an issue. As long as he's not driving like a bat out of hell, it would raise no real suspicion. They take their time getting you back to the chantry, but you are arrived. That you arrive there safe, and it's now just a little after three a.m. It took about forty forty-five minutes. So okay. he pulls around the back of the of the building. He'll take care of everything. He opens the doors for you, and he makes sure that you're safely inside before. He puts James' body somewhere safe.
1: All right, I go in, I see our gargoyle Rex, and I'm like, Where's my father? Where's Thomas?
0: Your father is not in residence. He has been sent abroad. They have asked him to go to Dublin on clan matters and business.
1: And you didn't tell me? I say that more to myself than to Rex.
0: Right. He is gone.
1: Well, then who else is here and who's in charge of London while he's away?
0: They have specifically taken over all daily tasks within the Chantry. They are in residence. The ladies are upstairs.
1: I, we go through the motions of the hidden staircase.
0: Yep. And... The veil, the the blackness begins to rescind from the bottom stair going up. You follow it, this wall of black, and as soon as it reaches the top, it dissipates. And as you step off, it comes from bottom and grows back behind you and encases the staircase. The safety measures are still in place. Everybody's fine. And they are in residence. They are in a meeting at the moment, but you know someone outside tells you they don't know what's going on with you. They just say that if you need to speak to the ladies, there'll be a few moments. And a, another Tremere comes out, and they're sitting there in their, you know, the lounge or their space they have set up. That's done in deep reds and awkward floral colors of black and red, and embroidery on the, you know, and fine linen cloths and everything. And they're they're sitting inside a sitting room. Uh, they're they're holding council there for their family, and they see you, and of course. You know, they at the same time they're left off the one sister and or, or the one member, and the right off the other side. They motion you to come in.
1: I go in, give the formal courtesy curtsy, and but I'm my hands, Christina's hands, I should say, are clenched, so the knuckles are white. She's got a very grave look on her face. She's not as demure as she normally is. Not only because her father is away and she can now be a little bit more herself right but because she's pissed off
0: so the ladies look at you and immediately say you're now your first name was rosamund right
1: yeah but if anybody called her anything but christina it's it would be hell to pay from their fathers end. and honestly she does nobody's from her backstory's point of view Thomas called her Christina from day one and introduces her as Christina, and she's right. never been allowed to say to anyone her name's Rosamond. So I, they might not even know. It would be very strange circumstances for Thomas to reveal, like, yeah, her name's actually Rosamond because he sees her as Christina.
0: Understood. But for the situation at hand, they look at you and say, Welcome, Rosamond."
1: Fear instantly clutches her heart because it's like she's expecting her dad to come around the corner and be like, What the hell, Jews call her? Or what? And she's like, How do you know that name?
0: We are they. We know everything. Sister, please join us and sit. You look shaken, dear. What has occurred?
1: I do as they say, but she's still stiff as a board and says, My ghoul James has been murdered tonight.
0: Tragic. Unfortunate. How? Where? Are, do you I know spoke- who did it?
1: Yes. All, I know all these things. It was when my companions, my acquaintances and I, were searching Bartholomew's Haven. He was- James was sitting in the boat, guarding it, waiting for our return. And when I came back, his neck had been snapped. Frightful. I, yes. I went back out onto the river to commune with his spirit. And when we spoke, he mentioned a name. And thinking about it now, I know who could possibly have done it. M from Clan Brugia. I'm sure you know of her.
0: We are familiar. Why would she strike out at one of your own?
1: I don't know. I've never made any moves against a Brugia before. I don't even care about them, to be honest. They're just a bunch of brutish thugs, honestly. But he says James's spirit told
0: me it was M. The name M extends from her birth names. Mary Margaret Masterson, and she is of the Clan of Brugia. This concerns us. They have no quarrel with us at present. Do you think it could be linked to Bartholomew's disappearance?
1: I'm not sure, to be honest. When my companions and I found the map, which I... Showed you all during my scrying, it was all Toreador connected. Nothing related to Brugia was seen on the map. And even my Toreador acquaintances went off to their havens in hope that they could save them. I'm not entirely sure where they are now or what's going on. But nothing from Brugia or Tremere was linked to this disappearance, so I'm confused. And to be honest, and she, her voice is getting a little loud, to be on, quite displeased. Since, as you say, we have had no quarrel with the Brugia, and this is a breaking of our most sacred laws as the Camarilla. Nobody touches another's
0: property. Most definitely. Hmm. It gives us a moment's pause for fear that maybe there are clans uniting that we are unaware of.
1: I wish I knew. I wish I did, but... I am merely an apprentice and cannot make a move against someone of another clan without support from elders such as yourself. I have brought his body, and I have objects that belong to him so that if we needed to bring his spirit into evidence...
0: Oh, sister, you misunderstand. You are not an apprentice anymore, and only an hour ago. Signed officially the, the notification to all of our family that you have been recognized. You are full member now.
1: Oh, this is... Going on, in her face just goes wide-eyed. Her tension kind of receives a little bit like, um, how? i I thought I would need my sire's permission to leave, and he... Has never stated before that I was ready for such things.
0: Thomas has been selfish. He has held a great power from us for far too long. It is time that you take your place and serve the family as Cain intended. I. She says
1: I am honored beyond words. Thank you for this, truly.
0: We ask for a boon. One favor to another, sister. Do not proceed any further with this inquiry. Into your ghoul's death, at least not this evening. Take it nowhere. Inform no one.
1: She's conflicted, honestly. Like, aside again, but she's conflicted because, yes, she respects them, but it's like, why wouldn't they want to know? Why wouldn't they want this? So
0: You can ask.
1: Forgive me, my ladies. Is my ladies a good term?
0: They ladies, yeah.
1: Yeah. Forgive me, my ladies, but why ever not? I. This is a transgression that should has never been allowed to go unanswered before. In fact, she would would recall several instances throughout her time where they like reacted quickly. But whatever they are and whatever years they were, it's like. I'm just unsure of what is the reason for this pause.
0: We will explain. If we take this matter to the prince and his office, as we now think may be compromised, it would alert the others that we know Buja is involved. It might be better to hold our knowledge close. Wait a few evenings to see exactly where this all starts to unfold in how? Keeping us and the family. Your family, Rosamond, Safer, don't you agree?
1: She nods and goes, Very well, I will keep this to myself and wait for your word on when justice shall be served.
0: It is the word of all of us that matters. You know this. We ask for your patience. We do not ask you to forgo your vengeance. There will be time to strike at them soon.
1: Rosamond understands completely and goes, I appreciate your understanding and your candor with me.
0: Thank you. Of course, child. Be well and be full of pride. You have earned your place always among us. And they go back to talking without speaking. Their eyes meet, and you can see them blinking and nodding to one another, as if you now had stepped up and away, like not so much a dismissal, but as if the two heads just turned and they began communicating in a just in a way that is foreign to you. You know, you know that Tremirs can hear each other over distances and things, but this looks direct contact. Their eyes have met, They're almost like a chuckle happens between them, something else. They're in a whole nother space that they only exist in. So you make your way out of the room, I assume?
1: Yeah, and after the initial gleeful, quiet moment to herself of like, oh my god, I've been promoted, finally, it's my time, she would kind of have that moment of reason of like, why, though? Mm-hmm. And where is my father? So she'd probably go to her next of kin, like somebody that she grew up with, who is also Thomas's apprentice, who may have an answer of where their father ran off to.
0: Well, he didn't run off. According to what Rex said, yeah, he was dispatched. He was sent yeah, to Dublin. Yeah,
1: Yeah, but if they would know anything, because she hasn't seen him since the party like a week ago. Right. You
0: know, or something, like a couple days ago. A couple days ago. So, <laughs> So she makes her way down the stairs. The the black, you know, the black recedes from top towards the bottom. You follow it down. It put pulses out. You step through it. It goes back up the stairs. Resolidifies into this blackness that everyone is deathly afraid to enter. And as you come around the corner, you hear, "All oh, no, Rosamund is in the estate. Rex lowers his head to you for the first time and will leave it there for tonight. I want to thank everybody for joining us. Uh, this has been a special episode just to let you know what's been going on with the definite, the different players as the night unfolds with Bartholomew's lair and, and what's been happening around London. It's going to get creepier. It's going to get a lot more intense. So I want to thank Kayla for playing Rosmond now, who is the proper name of her character all, this, all these many, many years. Uh, thanks for joining us, Kayla.
1: Thank you for having me and to our viewers and listeners out there. You will find out why. You
0: will <laughs> <laughs> yes, you will find, <laughs> find out.
1: Off the rooftops, why she had to have this name change, but it's fun. She's happy.
0: Oh, good. Um, and from all of us here at the Bardic College, and from all the players at Hellfire Knights, we thank you for joining us. Like, share, do all that stuff. You know what it is. Leave us reviews. Send us messages. You know we're on Facebook under the Cthulhu in Cairo, the Bardic College. We have all kinds of pages. You can find us there. Let us know what you like. Let us know who what. if you have any thoughts about where we're at, you can send them along. But uh, from all of us here, we just want to say good evening and good night. Thanks for being a part of this. Take care, everybody. Good night. Thank you for listening to Hellfire Nights. You can like, share, and subscribe to our show wherever you get your podcasts. To help support our network of real play adventure shows, please visit us at patreon.com forward slash the Bardic College. And for as little as $3 a month, you can get access to behind-the-scenes reels, Interviews with players and storytellers and exclusive adventurers featuring your favorite characters from our shows.